Spread number love all across the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we have a special guest joining us on the show today. This queen here has tons and tons of accolades. I'm talking about it's crazy right now. It is a true honor to have this queen on our platform. I'm talking about the lovely Mrs. Sonia Lewis Williams. How you doing today, queen? I am doing fabulous. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing and feeling so blessed that you actually taking time out of your busy schedule to grace the platform. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How's your day going? Oh, my God. My day is starting off really, really fast. So Uh-oh. I'm just there with it because I just finished doing a workout, so I'm trying to keep my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hear you. Good that that health that health kick, man. It it, it takes that discipline, and you getting it in. So um, I commend you on that. Got to be disciplined. Okay, now with all of these, I've I've done my research, and I am very 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 impressed with everything that you have accomplished in your life thus far. And and man, it's just truly amazing. I want to. Um, I want to I want to go back a little bit and give the listeners um, a little history on you before we actually dig into the meat and potatoes, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Okay, so um, you 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 went to college, uh, received your master's in healthcare and public um, administration. <laughs> Correct. And um, you started off your career after that as a pharmaceutical sales representative for um, a major pharmaceutical company for 18 years? 18 long years. Good years, but long years. <laughs> wow. Now, 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 why that career path? Like, um, as um, a younger youth, did you foresee that vision then? Um, or how did you develop that passion to want to go into that field? Well, you know what, actually, it didn't really uh, sort out to begin like that, to take that career path. Uh, like I said, I am—I was born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, and I left Mobile uh, in 1984 as a teenage runaway. So hmm. I was just determined to get an education because I am the first in my generation to actually get a college education So I was determined to receive that education because I wanted to be successful in life. So my father, being the abusive person he was, he didn't want to allow me to be able to to escape under his uh, umbrella. So I decided to take that chance on my own, and I left with nothing but the clothes I was wearing. And, you know, and I was determined to do something for myself, and I put myself to college and graduate school in the midst of all that being homeless, but I still endured because I wanted to achieve that goal. And um, I actually started off in nursing school, but then, uh, you know, it was a waiting list because at that time Southern hadn't finished their nursing program as of right now, like it is right now. So I decided to, you know, get a bachelor's degree in rehabilitation counseling where I thought I probably wanted to do counseling, you know, for, you know, young adults, youth, uh, into the juvenile system or what have you. Right. But then I decided to go ahead and get my uh, master's in healthcare public administration. 
registration. And while I was in uh, uh, the master's program, I was actually a marketing person for a home health agency, and that's kind of how I got involved and got interested in the pharmaceutical industry. So I just pursued that career, and, you know, I had to, you know, get on wagon and try to figure out how I could end up with that career. So I actually just kept pushing forward, and there I was, you know, with my first job with Procter & Gamble, then I transferred to Johnson & Johnson Health. The rest is history. <laughs> wow. You know, I'm just sitting here listening to um, you speak, and I'm listening to what you're saying, and you actually endured through um, growing up in an abusive a situation. And I just, I, how, where were you, like, how did you, 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 you find the, the, the strength within that as at that young age to was it anybody that you could talk to i mean like being homeless and all of this stuff like as 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 a younger person how how did you stay grounded and did and, and not drift off into the world and and and, and getting mixed up right. with the wrong people and and you know what i mean you know how you can just kind of right. drift off and just really just go downhill from that point of course well like I said, it was a difficult task. I knew in my younger age, and this might sound crazy to some people, but you can know your strength. And I knew in my younger age that God had a purpose for my life. Mm-hmm. And I knew even with living in the abuse, I would sneak to my uh, room, you know, when my father would go to sleep. And I used to watch uh, spiritual TV at the age of 12 or 13. And I would always say, how in the world... Can I have a relationship with God like these people? So they usually run this this one eight hundred number if you want prayer requests. So one night my father came in really just acting crazy and just you know abusing my sister, myself, my mom physically, you know mentally, however you want to say it, all right. of that. And I snuck into the room and I called that prayer line, and they prayed for me, and I knew right then I had a purpose and a strength. So when I decided to leave home, I just knew that God was going to guide me, lead me, and he said he'll never forsake me. So that's the only strength I had because, remember, my mom was so afraid of my father, she didn't even call me. I wasn't allowed to call my mom. I wasn't allowed to call anybody in the family. So I was basically alone, me and my spirituality, but I was determined. And, you know, we have we have the strength, believe it or not, if we believe in ourselves, we can get to that point. And, and I guess with the way my father raised me, you know, uh, he never let us go anywhere. We never was able to socialize, socialize with other kids, like go to basketball games, go to the prom or anything like that. We mm-hmm. never allowed to, was never allowed to date. So with that grounding, I think it helped me to choose my friends wisely and the people I associated with because I was still somewhat afraid to interact with people. So I guess that kind of helped me along the way to be able to stay grounded and not, not more so not trust nobody, but it was more protecting myself. Absolutely. Does that make any sense? Yeah, Yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Now I don't want to dig into it too much, but you're really um you're really touching me right now and um I got goosebumps all over just listening to you <laughs> speak about this and um 
I want to ask you, um, do, do you, what do you think, um, may have sparked your father? Um, because dads are real protective over their daughters. True enough. I have daughters as well, but I'm trying to, to, you know, with you being a older being now, um, and I'm, I'm sure that you have looked back on that um, overall situation. Um, thank God that you overcame and he protected you throughout the way. Um, do you do do you look back at that situation? Have you been able to to I'm sure you have forgave him for that. Um, but 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 do, what do you think really like? spawned that type of behavior from him do you think that it was something that happened to him and then that transferred over into his adult life and then over to his kids or like have you ever thought about that that part of it you know i i really believe in my heart that it was that you know he was not abused as far as i'm concerned when or anything happened dramatic in his life that would prone him to want to do such things. I think it was the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. My mom was a non-educated person, right. and she was looking for a dominant person. You know, she was in a situation where she was pregnant at a young age, and she had two kids already out of wedlock. Right. My father was 25 years older than her, and he maintained all the control. He told her where to go, what to do. So then my mom had uh, a daughter that was from another a guy. Right. Well, my dad raised that daughter as his own, as his own. So I think that more so gave him opportunity to, to you know to start the abuse because my mom was so afraid of him. Right. That she wasn't going to bust the issue, but it was more so I think with that. Of course, I've forgiven my father for what he's done. You know, with my mom and my sister, as well as my myself, with the abuse of physical abuse or the verbal abuse, I feel more sorry for my sister who was, you know, had to deal with the more of the sexual abuse. But oh you know, God. as yeah. I got older, and you know, you know, I've had have a strong relationship with God. I've forgiven my father for what he's done, but I also understand it wasn't the man; it was the the devil or the mm -hmm. spirit working in that man that made him act like that. Absolutely. So it's a deeper thing with me, you know, and in, in just learning and thinking how people uh, respond to situations because, you know, I could have let that situation define me Absolutely. As a and had so much resentment, resentment where I wasn't able to move forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but in life you have to learn the journey that God sometimes allow us to take to build character, but it's up to us to want to embrace that journey and learn from that journey and break the generation curse that you know what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept, what you're going to allow your children to go through, what you're not going to allow your children to go through. You, right. you understand what I'm Yes, saying? absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I um, man, it, this is really <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it, it just, it, it really, really, you know, these are facts, you know what I'm saying? You can't make this stuff up. And, and the, these type of situations do exist today. And it hurts me, you know, as 
you know, a father of daughters, and I'm sure the listeners, you know, it's hurting, you know, the the fathers that's fathers to their daughters as well. But um, God had a greater purpose for you to 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 be the voice, and to 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 know that you're as strong as you are, and in the place where you are now is truly. Um, inspiration and on so many different levels and I understand your your purpose and your path now and we haven't even really dug in all the way but you know I just I understand your purpose now and and I am I, I am just like really overwhelmed and and with joy to um even more now to even get this interview like thank you again Thank you. Uh, you're quite welcome. You're so welcome. Now, um, okay, so after after the 18 years, you then um, you retired and you started your own company and um, you managed it, and you also was the CEO um, doing health counseling. So um, you continued to 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 counsel. Um, did that develop into um, a passion? A passion. Well, yeah, as I, you know, I've always been a people person, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to help, uh, you know, the elderly, just people in general. Youth, I was a youth uh, teacher at my church, and I've always mentored. I was a, a, a counselor for juvenile offenders, so I've always loved to uh, be a mentor or counselor. So that's how I kind of, when, uh, when I divorced my husband, I had to go to the difficult divorce during the time I was retiring, and uh, I decided to, you know, open up a, uh, a mental health counseling uh, facility where I can help the elderly, you know, get the services they need or let them know what's out there available to them, right. you know, because the elderly is always the one that's left out. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I believe in blessing people. I believe in, you know, uh, uh, spreading my wealth. If right. that's the case, you know, whatever God gives us, you know, we can't hold on to it by ourselves. So that's kind of how I was encouraged to get involved in the um, mental health counseling business after I retired from pharmaceutical sales. Man, that is just... <laughs> You are really like an angel. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you're really putting in the work. And, um... Man, it's it's just really, really inspiration to me. I'm I'm just really sitting here listening to so many people would have given up, you know, and, and just veered off to a dark place and you really allowed your light to shine and you you are really really taking it to the next level with sharing your experiences and, and inspiring and motivating people. And I'm I'm just I'm 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 really like I'm I'm really really grateful, and, and it's just it's just wow, man, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful to the opportunity. Also, you know, like my my kids, they always look at me and they say, "Mom, how, I mean, you have so much strength," because it was a very difficult time in my life when I was actually uh, um, getting ready to retire. My like I said, I went through a divorce, and I thought that was the most difficult season in my life, you know, because um, I was left with two, you know, young kids, 
but I couldn't understand that situation. And I literally grieved for two years, you know, uh, but I knew I had to push forward and the way it happened. But I just believe, again, that we have to be mindful of what we pray for because God said he'll give us the desires of our heart. And for us to finish one journey to get to where we need to be, we might not want to go through what we have to go through right, get those right. prayers answered. Right. So it, you know, I just, I just believe and just keep pushing forward and just determined, deter, you know, determined to be all I can be. Right. Right. Now, um, with establishing that, um, on to greater things, um, what, what ins- what happened to where you you ended up getting the acting bug and um you went on to do commercials um uh, yeah, modeling um did a bunch of commercials um just a bunch of amazing things what 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 inspired that to um to happen well, actually, you know, I've always wanted to do uh, modeling, commercial modeling, and I have. I was given the opportunity to do a magazine ad, and of course, I started modeling actually at an older age. But mm-hmm. uh, I actually got the opportunity to do that, so I kind of, you know, got me an agent. They picked me up, and I started doing commercial modeling and. Then I got my first uh, movie role, you know, with some uh, very high players, and I was able to make my first movie, and I actually had the lead role. Wow. But then, you know, because it's something I always wanted to do, but I never knew how to do it. Right. And actually, when I started it, it just took off. So it was something I wanted to do, but then I know it wasn't my desire to do that because I'm not a type of person that, you know, wanted to get into that industry because I feel it's fast-paced and then with my children, you know, I knew I had to be there and also be a role model for them. Not saying the industry is a bad industry, but I knew that wasn't the direction that my life had to go or should go. Right. Wasn't so your purpose. I just did it for fun. Yeah, I just kind of did it for fun and just kind of see how it was. And, you know, it was, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it while it lasted, you know. Right, right. It, it just at the end of the day, it wasn't your true purpose, and right. um, because if it was, that passion would have developed, and I'm exactly. sure that you would have excelled in that. Of but course. it just wasn't your your overall mission, because you have a mission and yeah. uh, a true purpose out here, and um, it, you know, you, you scratch that off your bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, but I am just. I, I, the, the the amazingness doesn't stop. So, like, in 2015, you invented and patented a major product um, for women um, with, with heavy menstrual cycles and um, bladder problems. Like, wow. Like, okay, so tell me about that. We got to talk about that. I know, right? Right. It, it, it can get kind of deep. <laughs> Let's go. But.
God gave me a vision. He gave me the picture. He gave me the idea. Whoa. So I woke up. Yes, I woke up the next morning, and when God gives me a vision, this is, I've always done this. When God gives me a vision or he gives me something he wants me to do, I always get Habakkuk 2 and 2, where it says, write down your vision, put it plain, put it where everybody can see it. Even though it may tear it, it's still come to pass. So I did that. I actually went through the day with the process of, was that really uh, happening? You know, so I drew exactly what God told me to draw, hmm. and then I started pursuing it. And I started, you know, doing my research and everything. And I also realized that we have women out there that deal with bladder incontinency that don't want to wear the, the pins, the ones right. that look like diapers. So I was going to develop something that it looks like a hangs on the wear, but you put the sanitary napkins in between it. You know, the women still have the opportunity to look sexy, but at the same time right. protect themselves from the diaper effect. Right. And I went on to, you know, patent it. I patented and filed in the United States Patent Office. You know, I had a spot on the David Letterman show that, you know, I did this invention, uh, 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 what they call it, seminar, where it was 100 inventors there, and they picked the top five best inventors. I was chosen as one of them, and I got the wow. spot on the show. So it, you know, it goes on and on and on. And then, of course, I decided to, you know, find a manufacturer. I named the product Fancy by Sonia, you know. And you know, I had a major ph pharmacy that wanted to pick it up, but then, you know, my life went through another situation. So I had to put that on hold. But I still have the product, and I'm still in the process of, you know, getting getting it out there. I have sold some. But like I said, my life, again, took a major turn. <laughs> wow. So that's what we end up with that product right now. Now, 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 Sonia, now you know we're going we're gonna to have to take the brakes <laughs> off of it now. We can't let something, something great like that just, you know, sit on the shelf now. We got to get the dust off that and get that out there because that's really amazing. And I think that it's something that's necessary right now. Of course. Of course. It's, trust me, it's in the makers right wow. now. Wow. It's definitely in the making. Now, I'm talking to somebody incredible. Now, you're really coming off like, uh, you know, this uh, a superwoman now. Because now we're going from that. Now, these are different stages now. To my listeners, you know, everybody that's tuning in right now, um, you know, we're going through all of these amazing stages. And the amazing stages doesn't stop here. Now, so now we're going to go into the paralegal thing now. Now, oh how did, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm really like at all right now, like, yo, the accolades don't stop. So now let's talk about when we went down this road in the paralegal world. Okay, well, hi, I guess I'm going to jump ahead because I'll I actually end up getting my paralegal uh, uh, degree. When I opened up my businesses, uh, when I opened up my company in 2009, no, 2007, well, you know, the companies last for a minute, and then I closed them down in 2009. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2011, I got hit with a federal indictment. Really? So, yes. So I had to do 30, what, 26 months in a federal prison camp. Wait a minute. Yeah, Sonia, so come I'm on like, now. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Sonia. You, 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 wait a minute. You, you, you're taking my listeners fast now. You're taking exactly, me fast now. Now, wait a minute now. Now, now, 
We're talking about an angel. Everybody's upset, I'm sure, at this point after hearing that now. And I'm, I'm in fighting mode myself right now, you know. Yes. So I need to know, you know, we need to know what happened with this. How did how did okay. that happen? Okay, let me let me back up. Okay, uh, like I said, I opened up uh, two companies here in Baton Rouge. Okay. And I was the CEO, the owner. Right. And of those companies, then I expand out to another local area where I, you know, hired people to run the business. You know, unfortunately, things got out of control. By me being the owner, I had to take a hit. So I ended up getting uh, a federal indictment in 2011. You know, we had to go through the court system. I was uh, uh, um, hit with uh, health care fraud as well as money laundering. So they sentenced me to 36 months. I had to do 26 months in a federal prison camp. And that's basically was a situation that I did not see coming, you know. Right. And and you had kids parents, at this point? Did, Sorry to cut you off. You had kids at this point? I had my kids. Were oh, actually, my God. My kids were 18, 18, and 15 at the time. And, I mean, my kids and I are extremely, extremely, extremely close. Of course. So this was a situation for me that I did not see coming. I did not I was not prepared for it. It was the worst experience of my life. I was frustrated. I was frustrated with the federal system. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated how they handled things. I was. It was very unfair. But I still had to find a way to embrace it. I felt like I wanted to give up. I never wanted to give up on God because I know God don't make mistakes. Right. I don't know why I had to go down that road, but I had to endure it. So uh, 2013, October 2013, I had to self-surrender. I had to say bye to my family, bye to my children. Oh, my God. It was extremely difficult, you know. So I had to go and do that time. And uh, so I, that's when I actually was inspired to write, you know, to write my story, mm -hmm. to tell people of the goodness of God. We might not understand it. We not, might not have the strength sometimes to get through it. But... I feel that God don't make mistakes, and he's going to get you out of it. And I've always believed every time I go through a trial in my life, he never, he keeps me at a level. Mm -hmm. But every time I overcome it, he gives me more and more blessings, higher and higher blessings. So I'm an obedient person. I'm not going to get rebellious. And, oh, my God, yeah, I asked why. I, asked. I told God I didn't understand it. I was very, you know, frustrated, but I, I had to trust him. Right. You know, and that's what inspired me to write. And while I was there, I, you know, received my paralegal degree. And, you know, I just focused on trying to do what God wanted me to do. And that's, you know, why I was able to write this book to let people know, you know, you can be all this, but it's it just called the journey that we have to go through sometimes. You know, I didn't understand, but I know at the end of the day, God knew. I could handle it because if he knew I couldn't handle it, he would not allow it. Amen. So he allowed it. So therefore, it's something I had to learn from it. It's something he wants me to do. It's something I had to do. And at the end of the day, I'm not bitter about it. Then, to put salt on the wound, you know, I was getting ready to get released in December 2015. Well, August the 1st, I get a phone call. My mom had passed. So it was a hard test for me, you know, 
I'm serving time. I can't see my children. My son graduated from oh high school, God. on his way to college, getting a, a scholarship signed on national TV. Really? I'm not here. I've been a mentor. My mom passed, but thank God they allowed me an 18-hour furlough where I was able to come and see my mom, you know, uh, get, you know, buried and everything. I was able to leave the camp, wear my own clothes, and, you know, just be back because I was I'm a nonviolent person. Right. I was in a camp. So with all that, you know, it's just you would think you get to a point where you should give up. Yes, that's right. Right, right. Some right. form of resentment. There's some form of anger, but for what? Either you're going to be angry or you're going to keep moving. I love life. I feel this is just, some people have dealt with worse things. You know, even when I was serving my time, I looked at it like this. It might not be the best opportunity or it might not be the best situation I'm in, but at the same time, I found gratefulness in spite of, because I had a roof over my head, I had clothes on my back, I had somewhere to sleep, was in the best place, but think about the people that's on the street. They don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. Mm. They don't know if they're going to be able to cover themselves at night. They don't know if they in danger. So you have to find the goodness of every bad situation. That's what I think we all have to because even though when we think it's worse, you got somebody else that's dealing with something worse. Absolutely. Than what we're dealing with. Thank God I'm healthy. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, go through anything else. But like I was saying, even in my book, you know, you got to find something to be grateful for in spite of how bad it hurts. Does that make any sense? I know it's all kind of... Um, you know, you're about to get it out of me. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have any tissue on deck, but you're really about to to get me. You're about to get me, Sonia. I'm serious now. No, I don't. I'm serious. Anything else, I, you got me. Is is I'm 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 just I'm. It's been a rain over here. I'm serious. Like I am so touched. Yeah. So let 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 let's talk about the book. Um, just like that, God's grace and mercy. So you actually wrote the book within trying times. Is what you're telling me? I wrote the book within trying times. Exactly. Wow. I wrote. Wow. So, you you know, that's what I'm saying um, to my listeners, like even in the the, the, the period of, of, of trying times and, and, and when you feel like you're at your lowest, you still found inspiration and, 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 and found a way to still be inspired, to still want to help and, and put out that good energy. And I just like commend you and have so much respect for you on so many different levels like this is truly amazing Uh, the the title um at what point did 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 the title come to you you know what uh believe it or not when i uh i asked god to give me a title that people can relate to so when I was serving my time, I actually had a, you know, everybody has to work. So I had a position as the town driver. You know, I was, um, believe it or not, I prayed when I went into have to do my time. Lord, you know, I don't want to do no, I don't want to cut no grass. I'm like, I know that's right. I can't do that. I'm like, 
I know that's Lord. right. So I was like, Lord, you know, I have to get a job. So just give me something that, will, that you know. Because God knows. He knows what we're going to do, what we can't do, what we don't like, what we do. That's it's, right. You know, I'm telling you, God has a sense of humor. So I actually had an opportunity to be the town driver. And believe it or not, this is favor. This is what I'm talking about. When that, when you're a child of God and you're actually really trying to do the right thing and God knows your heart, he's going to give you that favor. So I just got there in, like, October 2013. Well, you have girls that's been up years mm-hmm. and months way before me, and this town driver job is a very distinguished job. You get to have your own van. You get to pick up, mm. you know, the staff, the warden, and all these people. Favor. So everybody wants that job. Favor. So yeah, so uh, they put me on a job site. It was, you know, at the garage, and you know, you have to do different things. You know, with landscape stuff like that. But my job was just kind of like just doing some. So my boss saw the way I carried myself. He saw I wasn't involved in different cliques and, you know, different negative energy. And I stayed to myself. I did my time by myself. Right. You know, because you can't get influenced to go the wrong way. So I didn't want any trouble. I wanted to do my time, and I wanted to get back home to my family. So he saw that. So he pulled me to the side one evening. He was like, how would you you like being the town driver? And I was like, well, what is that? <laughs> and he told me. And I was like, sure. Wow. So I was like, oh, my God. So, of course, when everybody found out, oh, my goodness, how funny you get this job? She just got here. So, of course, I had the haters come of out. Of course. But at I the end of the day, you know, it's all favor. Wow. So when I was driving the van one day, and I listened to all my spiritual uh, songs and all my spiritual messages from, you know, different channels and stuff. And I was starting writing my book, and I always told God I wanted something that he could relate to. So it was this testimony that came through the television, I mean, the radio air, about this father, about this son found his father on the on the ground, like just literally dead or passed out or whatever, so they called the EMS, and, you know, the EMS pronounced him dead, put the blanket over him, and they, you know, whisked him off, you know, to the, the funeral home or whatever to get an autopsy. Well, the family was very distraught. They could not believe it. They just couldn't understand why or whatever. So at that time, I had to get off work, so I couldn't hear the rest of the story. So I was very intrigued by it. Well, three days later... I was going through the stations, and that same interview, that same interview <laughs> was on, and, what? The, the, and, and, the, and I listened, I was like, wait a minute, I heard this story before. Well, so happened, I didn't see, hear all of it, I was able to hear all of it. Well, there was doing the autopsy on the father, they was getting ready to do the autopsy on the father, and they saw movement underneath the the blanket Mm-mm. and they called the family's like your father is not dead and the family's like what are you talking about why you know why are you playing they just could not believe it it's like well his sugar level dropped and they and he was in a coma unfortunately i don't know how ems missed that but and 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 believe it or not the family started rejoicing and one of the sons said you just don't know how god does things and the sister said Yes, he's given us the opportunity to have our father again, and he's able to live again just like that. God can make things happen just like that. Just like just that. Talking about how God can just change things if he wants to. He can make it happen just like that. So that's how I came up with that title. I was like, man, that's amazing. You know, God has the power 
to change things just like that. Just like that. And that's I love how I came it. up with my title, just oh, like that, God's grace it. and mercy. And that's grace it. and mercy. I love it. Wow. I love it. Wow. Like, man. Oh my God. Okay, so like in this in in, in the book. You're writing these chapters, and um, in writing these chapters, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was a lot of um, emotional moments. Um, what was the most emotional chapter that you wrote that really, like, you had to, like, have a moment? Well, I think the most... I think the most um, uh, important chapter that I had to write, you know, uh, it, well, it's actually it's several of them, but I think the most that touched my heart the most was, you know, uh, the chapter called Healing Through Bitter Pain. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, one of the, that's uh, one of the chapters in my book called Healing Through Bitter Pain because I had to come to a point, I had to heal. In right. spite of all the pain, the suffering, the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs in my life. And in order for you to heal, you have to forgive. In order for you to heal through the pain, you got to allow yourself to breathe, you know, sort it out. Forgive those who hurt you. Pray for those who fight for you to speak all ill against you. And once you purge all that out, you're able to move on. So in order for it, anyone to try to get through it. I don't have no regret, no remorse, what my father did, what my enemies did, what what the federal system did, what my whoever. You know, I am a person that genuinely forgives. You know, right. I forgive and I literally let it go. Because, and I think that's the one at the most that, you know, hurt the most because I had to relive everything and I had to re speak on everything. Right, right. Wow. Um man, this is just it's <laughs> like a I mean you know, speechless. <laughs> you know, like really, like this is just like okay, so um, let's let's just take a let's take a moment to gather ourselves and 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 you know with all of the information that we've all taken in and and I want to give you an opportunity to um, give a shout out to anybody that you want to give a shout out to at this point. You know what I would love to give a shout out to uh, my husband for one. My husband endured all this through thick and thin. You know uh, he went through it through through it with me, my children. A shout out to my husband, my two children that was my strength. Uh they supported me like nobody else would ever do. They believed in me. So if I had to shout out to anybody, those three are my most important at this point in my life. Of course I have other ones that did support me and I really am grateful to those uh, people too. But at the end of the day, like I say, you know, it's God knows who you need in your life during those times of trials and tribulations. So those are the ones that I would like to give a shout out to: Rudy Martinez, Carrie Williams, and Sean Williams. <laughs> Absolutely, wow! Shout out to um, all the wonderful people that um, you just shouted out. Um, I want to give a shout out to from the Vibe King and the Vibe Show. Shout out to you guys. 
Thank you for being so supportive and everything. And let's keep up that good energy. Now, uh, yes. um, with with everything that you have accomplished thus far, what's the overall ultimate thing that you want to accomplish for the future? I think I would love to, I am actually in the process process right now, is trying to get the word out, uh, my message out, that it's okay to have to endure things in our lives. And I would like to speak on being encouraged, accepting the journey, even if it hurts the most. And I think people, they, they I have a chapter in my book called Camouflage. Mm-hmm. And I think we all live some form of camouflage. We look so together on the outside, right. but yet we have so much going on on the inside. And I want people, to, I want to get the message out that to let people know it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to go through things, but it's okay to talk about it. You know, if people would hear my story or see me, they wouldn't have never, I hear it every day. Oh my goodness, I'm, after reading your book, I never thought you went through none of this. But what does a person supposed to look like who's going through stuff? You, you know what I'm saying? Wow, you that's can go deep. through these yeah. things, you can overcome these things, and it's not a certain look. Right. And that's what I want to speak on because. I feel I'm touched every area. I've been abused physically, mentally, sexually. I'm a teenage runaway. I was very successful. I got my education. I was homeless. I went to prison. I've been divorced. <laughs> I had to go through divorce. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like you have covered every <laughs> everything. Like you know, so I mean, you could feel anybody's exactly. hurt and pain. Like you can connect with pain. it. That is amazing. <laughs> crazy too and I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off but I, I you know i have to just input on that I, that is so true because how do how do we as human beings uh, and you know who are christians who are connected to a higher power how do we honestly feel like we're not supposed to go through anything if we read the bible and we know the stories and the chapters and we know what he went through. How do we possibly feel like we're not supposed to go through some things? Exactly. And that's the message I'm trying to get out there, you know? I mean, I'm pretty sure you talk to a lot of people, but you got people reacting so many different ways. I mean, right? you got to find, you know, and Lord knows I've been through some stuff. But at the end of the day, I still feel, I still have a lot to learn, you right. know, and we have to get build character. You're not going to be a better person if you don't build character. You're not going to be a better person if you don't go through anything. You never know who you have to touch, who lives you have to touch on the way. So how in the world can I speak on somebody that I'm trying to give them advice about 
serving time in prison, and I never went. Oh, I'm trying God. to give somebody right. advice as far as being abused right. or divorced, but I never experienced it. Or I'm a teenage runaway, I haven't experienced that. Or if I'm a person that's homeless, well, guess what? God gives us these things to be able to tell people that whoever we touch in life is going to be planting seeds on the way. That's right. So, you know, I don't know one person that's on this earth that haven't been through something. That's right. Well, are they going to tell the story? That's that, right. It, I, I, you, know, you know, I feel like it's our obligation to and our responsibility to share our testimonies, you know, because you don't know who's going through what and everybody's going through something. But like if you could share your testimony and, and, and express how you overcame, that's exactly. the inspiration. That's the seed being planted. Like, hey, yo, don't give up. I was there. I feel what you went through. When you talked about prison, I've been there. Never would have even dreamed and imagined. So when you spoke on that, I instantly felt compelled and felt the impact from that because I've been there and I didn't let that destroy me. God knew that I can endure. I had to do that. He had to wake me up and touch me and that's what I had to go through so I don't never look back at that as something that was just horrible I look at it like it helped enhance me and make me stronger to move forward with a with the bigger purpose that he has for me and I have to share those testimonies all the time you know because my mom then was trying to hide the fact that I was gone people were looking for me and all this I was like mom look I'm not ashamed of this I want to talk about this I want to share this experience you know, and, and but that's because you know you're a realist. You know, I'm not ashamed of my conviction. I'm not ashamed of no, I'm not going back. But, right, right, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, I'm not ashamed. You know, why should I be ashamed? This was the dealt, the card I was dealt with, and that's what I, the journey I had to take. But I'm not ashamed to tell anybody because. Let's be honest, at the end of the day, me and you both know you got a whole bunch of people out there that got charges, but they're not going to tell it. That's right. We got people every day <clears throat> we are standing in the mall with, in the grocery store with, dressed up, looking good. That's right. But they're never going to tell That's their right. testimony. They're never going to say they're a felon or they're whatever. That's right. But Abusing like, whatever. We, we have the ability to speak over because we were healed from it. We learned from it. Right. You know, and that's what one of my major things is, you know, I want to do because I really feel this in my heart. I want to develop this talk show. You know, I want to develop this talk show for kids, you know, because this is how I feel. You got all these adults out here that's been abused. They own drugs. They uh, uh, had all kind of problems going on. They divorced. Everybody got these talk shows to talk about us crazy adults. Mm. Who are listening to the children? Oh, Who my are God. the children talking wow. to? You They're know afraid what? to talk to their mom. They're afraid to talk to their father. You got children being abused every day, sexually, physically, mentally, and they're scared to speak on it because they are ashamed that somebody's going to look down at it or they're ashamed they're going to be the cause of it. So let's develop oh, a wow. show where the children can relate to the person that's hosting it. You know, Sonia, even if that's myself, deep. relate to the person that's hosting it, and they feel free to talk about it and knowing that they're not going to be chastised. That because you've got necessary. all these adult shows for adults. Nobody's talking to children. These children smoke wow. drugs. They smoke weed every day. Exactly. You know what excited. I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what? I would love to collaborate with you on that because I think, you know, that is not being done. Right now, and right now, the youth, we are in a real bad space 
right now yeah. with these youngsters. Yeah. I mean, no guidance, no leadership. They just out here just really renegading it right now. Right. And I, I think that that is you are the you are the first person that I have ever heard say anything like that. And, and it's the truth because we're losing them. You know, we're, I I'm an open book. Me and my children will talk about any and everything from the time they was younger. They tell me stuff now because they feel comfortable with me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. I'm going to lead them in the right direction. Like I tell my children, you tell me so I can tell you the right way. I prefer for you to tell me and I lead you the right way than you to tell a stranger or you don't tell anybody. I know everything going on in my children's life. I mean, seriously. If I tell you some stuff off the record, you'll be like, wow, y'all are close because I'm that mom on that cool mom, but at the end of the day, my children respect me. That's right. They're 23 and 20 years old. They still don't curse in front of me. That's they yes, right. ma'am, no, ma'am. At the end of the day, because they know mama is good and crazy. That's I right. I would spank that behind, and I don't care how old they get, but they respect me. It's called respect. But you have to talk to the children because you got these moms that's that's all over the place. They're too young. They don't want to talk to their children. The children are clubbing with their know, kids, doing out. drugs with their kids. I mean, like, you know, there's no respect developed no respect. at all. It's, the kids are cursing. You know, the fathers disrespecting are the, the, the disrespecting you know, the, the the teachers, the bus drivers. I mean, I, I didn't come up yeah. under that type of era. Like, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. And then the, the, the parents allow the children to go out the house half dressed. They got oh my God. whole, uh, everything just hanging out. How do you expect a man to respect you or a boy to respect you if you got everything hanging out, all this silk coming out your mouth? Right. Somebody need to, we need to grab these children out, let them know we was crazy like that at one time, but at the end of the day, you got to, you got to have respect for yourself. That's you right. cannot allow people to disrespect you, but the parents are not talking anymore. The parents scared to touch the children. They scared to spank their behind. I'll beat the crap out of That's my kids right. if I have to. But at the end of the day, it's called constructive criticism. You have to learn how to give these children constructive criticism, and they have to be okay with it. Children just need somebody to talk to. They need to be heard, right. and they're missing, we're missing out. Wow. Sonia, oh, my God, I could talk to you seriously. Yeah. Like, we, we could talk forever. And uh, I'm serious. Um, I, I do want to, I'm definitely going to get with you off the record. Um, when we get, you know, off air, um, we, we definitely got to chop it up on some things and some future endeavors because um, you are simply an amazing person. Um, also, you guys, uh, all of the listeners, you guys, you get that book. That book is streaming on Amazon right now. And also the website, SonyaLWilliamsMartinez.com. You can get that book, yeah. pick that book up right now, just like that. God's grace and mercy. Sorry. Everybody needs to cop their copy. Now it's very, very necessary. She's doing amazing things out here. She needs our support as well on the future endeavors that she have going on. She's doing amazing things, guys. So all the listeners out there, I'm encouraging everybody, again, to pick that book up just like that, God's Grace and Mercy. That's streaming on Amazon right now. And you can get it on her official website at Sonya L. Williams Martinez, altogether.com. Sonia, um, 
we're going to definitely have to do this again. Um, now, right. the Vibe Show podcast is a home and a platform for you to come on at any time that you want to come on the show to promote, to do anything, to have open discussion, open dialogue, anything that you want to do, you have a home here. So um, we need to stay connected and make sure that we will help you um, promote anything that needs to be promoted. Your book, um, I will start promoting that as well we're building a family ship here and a huge network of positive energy so again from me and the vibe team um i want to thank you so so much for coming on the platform and sharing your story and spending time with us i'm so grateful thank you so much for having me and this has been a major opportunity you know for me to share my story and if I can help anybody out there. I'm willing to come in and speak at your engagement or anything like that. Just, you know, contact um, contact um, the podcast uh, host, and then he can give me the information, and I'll be willing to come out and share my story publicly. Absolutely. And, look, um, let's put your um, social platforms out there for anybody that, that wants to connect with you on any different level, needs to talk to you um, in private, whatever help that they may need. Um, can you put that resource out there for them to be able to connect with, with you? Yes, they can uh, make any comments on my website at SoniaLWilliamsMartinez.com. And I'm on, on my website all the time. So any comments that you would like for me to respond to, you can definitely place them on that my website and I can respond back to you. Or you can hit me on social media, uh, uh, Sonia Lewis Williams uh, Facebook page, or you can hit me at Grace and Mercy. Uh, Grace and Mercy, email me at graceandmercy669 at gmail.com. Amen. And before you go, I always ask all of my amazing guests to, um, if you could drop a jewel on all of my listeners, um, your fans, the new listeners that you are acquiring right now, and the um, listeners that already have been fans and following you, if you could drop a jewel on them of inspiration right now, what, what would you what would you drop on them? I would drop on them whatever you're going through in life, just stay focused, remain positive, and get through your journey. And I promise you, you will come out of it with more strength, more faith than ever. Wow. Thank you again, my queen. And um, you already know you you coming back on the show, so we're not going to play no games. We are family now, so I don't want to hear no excuses about nothing. I'm going to harass you and all type of stuff. <laughs> Whenever I got some things going on, you are my key speaker. So we're about to put this work in out here on this good energy, and we're, we're, about, to, we're about to change some lives. I appreciate you having me on your show anytime, any place, anywhere. Absolutely. Love you, Sonia. Um, it's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don and my lovely guest, my sister, Queen, Mrs. Sonia Lewis Williams. We are out. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a blessed day, okay? Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.